Cool. Well, hey guys, welcome to the harbor. Hey, so good to see you. We missed you last week. Oh, hey, glad to see you. Um, how about the egg drop game? Okay. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a really fun one. We love uh, we love food around here. So. Um, cool. So if we haven't met before, uh, my name is Eve, and I'm super stoked you're here. Um, and guys, we are going through a series at the harbor called Relationship Goals. And since we didn't meet last week, um, two weeks ago, Heather talked about singleness and what a gift that is, um, and how we can use that to really glorify the Lord. Um, and this week, we're going to be touching a little bit on dating. <laughs> Yes, that general consensus, general consensus. So um, guys, in community groups this afternoon, I guess this evening, we answered three different questions. Um, and tonight for the next couple of minutes, um, I hope to answer these questions. And these, these are crucial questions that we have to ask and, and answer uh, for us as they relate to dating, uh, Christian dating. And how we can kind of alleviate some of that uh, confusion or questioning um, in our relationships by applying biblical principles um, to our lives. So before we dive in, I want to make sure that you hear my heart and, the, and your leader's hearts and Caleb's heart and Blake's heart and Heather's heart for you. Our hearts for y'all um, are just are for y'all simply we we love you um, most importantly that you guys would know Jesus and have a relationship with him um, but secondly um, your heart that you would be your your well-being spiritually mentally emotionally all the things you'd be intact that way and so that's our heart for you I wish someone had explained dating to me in a way that we're going to, similar to a way that we're going to talk about it this, this evening. I, while God is sovereign over our mistakes and my mistakes that I've made in my own past, I could have avoided so much hurt if someone had explained dating to me in this way. Um, and that's my heart for y'all. I, I, I would have avoided a lot of hurt had I heard it in this way. Um, I can only begin to imagine some of the hurt that y'all have walked through and maybe carried in with you, to, like surrounding relationships and surrounding dating. Um, I see you. I really do. I, f I feel you. Um, my heart is to spare y'all as much as much hurt <laughs> as possible um, because dating can cause a lot of hurt and scarring in our hearts and it hurts and it's hard. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So I want to make sure you guys understood my heart for you as I'm speaking and every leader in here for y'all, each and every one of you. Um, <clears throat> and what I'm talking about tonight may bring some stuff up, like bubble some things up in you. Um, and that's okay. Feel them. Take what I had to say with, um, just think about it, mull it over. Um, even if you think I'm crazy, you know? Think about it. Think about what I have to say. Um, because we're going to be talking about some biblical truths. So, and if you're in the room right now and you're saying, Eve, I'm literally in sixth grade. I, dating is not even on my radar. Or maybe you're in 12th grade and you're like, dating is not on my radar. That's fine. I love that. Um, that's the best. Uh, keep it that way. <laughs> um, just bust out a pen and pencil or a pen and paper and take some notes. Um, because so you can 
bring out your notes when you are ready to date, when that is something that is that is a good time to start doing. So um, now that we're kind of all on the same page, um, I am going to pray for us really quick. <clears throat> Father, we just love you so much. We come to you. Um, talk about dating. Lord, just... Um, we are so thankful that you you love us and um, just give my friends understanding um, as we are speaking about dating and kind of what that looks like for us as Christians. And God, speak through me and help my words to fall away and uh, yours come to the forefront of my friends' minds. We love you and praise you. Amen. 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 So um, there is no, like dating in the Bible, that doesn't exist. You might be like, what? Yes, dating does not exist in the Bible. So, but there are some few key principles, biblical principles and biblical truths and guidelines that we can um, apply to our relationships um, in our lives to help navigate those um, and honor the Lord well. Um, So, the first question that we asked in our community groups was, what is the purpose of dating? Why should we do it? What's the point? Again, like I said earlier, just now, like dating is not a biblical concept. Um, Nowhere in the Bible are you going to find a scripture passage that talks about um, dating. Um, As a culture, we've kind of created this this thing and this idea, and we feel like it's been around forever, and it really is a pretty new uh, concept. Um, So the true purpose of dating um, is to is ultimately marriage. The purpose of dating, a dating relationship, is marriage. And we'll talk a little bit more about what marriage is, what that looks like um, in a couple weeks. (laughs) Bless you. Um, But I just want to clue you all in briefly about what marriage really is and the heart of marriage. So if you all could open your Bibles to Genesis, that's the first book of the Bible. So when you first open it, we're going to open Genesis 2. And cool. So Genesis 2, 23 through 25. Then the man said, this, is, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and not ashamed. That's Genesis 2, 23 through 25. This is what the Bible says about marriage, right? A covenantal relationship where there is safety and trust and no shame. Where a man leaves his parents um, and joins his wife as one flesh. Dating in the Christian context is for a man and a woman to get to know each other for the purpose of finding a spouse for marriage. So now that we kind of understand the overarching um, idea of what dating really is, um, the next important question we have to ask ourselves and kind of ask in general is when should we do it? When should we start dating? When we understand the purpose behind dating, it's important to ask um, when we should start or when is the appropriate time to start. So, excuse me, to tackle this topic, um, I'm going to break it down and and speak to the guys and the girls kind of individually. So, um, and I think that this will help accomplish two things. One, um, it will help us to understand when we ourselves can, like when we is a good time for us to start dating. 
And two, I believe that it will help us to understand what we should be looking for um, in someone else. So for guys, what a real godly woman is, is what you should be looking for. And for ladies, a real godly man is what you should be looking for. So this, we're going to go to Ephesians. It's closer to the back. Um, Ephesians 5, if you guys could flip there, that'd be awesome. All right. Wives, submit to your own husband. Oh, we're in, we're in Ephesians 5, 22 through 33. Sorry. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and give himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might be present, he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one has ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. Because we are members of his body, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Cool. That's a lot of reading. Okay. Let's kind of break down a little bit. Um, so the gentleman in the room uh, wondering when they should start dating. Here are a couple questions um, for us, to like, or for y'all, to ask yourselves um, to kind of see if you are in a place that is, you're ready to date. Um, and let's remember, the real purpose of dating is for marriage. Yes? So, one, the question asks us, are you able to provide for a family, like with actual money, you know? Really close there. Are you ready to be married? emotionally, mentally, are you in a spot where you can, you have a handle on your emotions? You know how to, con you know how to confront people well. You know how to have conflict well. Are you mature enough to lead a family spiritually? And do you understand what makes up a godly husband in Ephesians 25, 25 through 33? So that's the, that's the bulk of um, what God calls a, a, um, a godly husband is Ephesians 5, 25 through 33. And for the ladies, um, there are a couple of good questions for us as well that we can ask and to kind of determine whether or not we are in a spot is, okay, are we ready to date? So the same question that we asked the guys, are we, are we ready to date? Is, are we emotionally stable today? Are we, do we have a handle on our emotions that way? Like, are we in a place that is ready for marriage? And do you understand that also in Ephesians 5, 22 through 24 is what makes up a godly a woman? Also, this is a very small portion of what God says a godly woman is. Another place to go is um, Psalms 31, um, 10 through 31. That's also another place where that is exactly what's spelled out is a, a godly woman. Um, so these kind of questions are good uh, litmus tests um, for us to answer the question, when should uh, I start dating in our own specific lives? Um, and then the third and final question um, is where we're going to kind of spend 
um, our bigger chunk of time um, kind of talking over, and we're going to break it down a little bit. Um, I think it's crucial, that, that third question, I think it's crucial um, as it relates to dating. So after we understand the purpose of dating um, and we know when we should date, how do we do it well? How do we date well? How do we uh, include biblical principles and concepts and biblical thoughts into dating? To date well, I really believe, we really believe we have to deeply understand that we as people who love Jesus and follow him should only date and marry other Christians. And let's look and see what the Bible says about that because the Bible is the ultimate truth. So don't trust me, trust what the Bible says. And we're going to go to two places regarding this specific question. So um, the first place we're going to go to is 2 Corinthians 4.16, which is just a couple books before Ephesians to the left. So switch a little bit over to the left. Okay, so we're going to go to 2 Corinthians 6, 14. It says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? So if you have no clue what a yoke is, uh, let me just clue you in a little bit. So a yoke is basically this wooden like cross piece that goes over the necks like of two animals that are the same size and is attached to like a plow. Yeah, it's right there. That's them. Yeah, um, that's what a yoke is. And so that is a uh, it, it balance. The yoke will balance the burden of the pulling the uh, cart and make it easier for the work to be done. It will be easier between the two animals. Um, so this first picture, this is a very evenly yoked um, plow, I guess. Um, and both animals are kind of, are they're the same size. They, I would uh, go to venture, they are pretty much relatively the same amount of strength. Um, and then this next photo, there's two of them. <laughs> this is very unequally yoked. Can we tell a difference? Yes. So this second, these second photos here is an example of unequal yoke. Okay, so one of these is not like the other. Okay, the, one of the one of the animals is smaller than the other. It's not as strong, not as big um, as the other. So why is this important for us? Why is farm equipment important to us? Well, when the yoke is evenly distributing the weight of the plow um, or cart between the animals' necks, it makes it easier to carry. Um, Paul is telling the Corinthians in Second Corinthians um, here that. When a believer is yoked, connected to a unbeliever, the yoke is uneven. It looks a lot like what it looks like up there. And it will drastically impact their ability to do the job at hand and work together effectively. And before we go any further, um, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page about what our job is. As people who love Jesus, what is our job? Our jobs as followers of Jesus um, is to make his name known and to bring the good news that because we sin and we are victims to sin and we, there's nothing we can do to get away from it, Jesus had to come down and save us and make our relationship right with God and bridge that gap for us by dying on the cross. That is our job is to talk about that with every single person we come into contact with. That is the job that we have to do. And when we are unequally yoked uh, with an unbeliever, in a dating or marriage context, 
We cannot carry out this great commission, which is our job, like Jesus calls us to, as effectively as we would if we were yoked with a believer. So, 2 Corinthians 6.14 is the first place we're going in the Bible that um, kind of talks about how we will date well. Now, we're going to go all the way back to the Old Testament. If you all get flipped to 1 Kings, if you need to use the Old, no, not the Old Testament, if you need to use the um, table of contents, please do it. Um, no shame. So, flip to 1 Kings 11. Um, we're going to go 1 through 3. So, now King Solomon loved many foreign women along with the daughter of Pharaoh, Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, Sidonian, the Hittite women from the nations concerning which the Lord had said to the people of Israel, you shall not enter into marriage with them, neither shall they with you, for surely they will turn away your heart from the God, for after their gods, excuse me. Solomon clung to these in love. He had 700 wives who were princesses and 300 concubines. And his wives turned away his heart. So if you're not familiar with this story at all, um, with the story of King Solomon in general, let me kind of catch you up a little bit. So Solomon is the son of King David um, of Israel. And Solomon takes office after his father dies. Um, Kings kind of talks about the death of um, David and kind of going into Solomon. Um, and he, so he takes office uh, after his father dies, and he follows the Lord pretty faithfully in the first couple um, chapters, up until chapter 11, when the beginning of the chapter is literally like he had 700 wives. All right. We see Solomon turn from the Lord um, and marry a bunch of women from places that God had specifically told his people not to marry. God had told him to not marry these people from these tribes and these areas because they were enemies to God. Solomon married these people, these women, 700 of them, and they turned his heart away from God. They turned his heart away from the one true God and towards their false gods. God told the people of Israel, who Solomon was literally king over, not to marry people from these specific nations. Why? Why did God tell them not to do that? Why was that important? Because he knew God knew that, he, that they would turn their hearts, specifically Solomon's heart, away from the God that loves him so much that he eventually would send his son to save him. God commanded us, commands us not to marry or date uh, people who will turn our hearts away from him because he desires relationship with each and every one of us. And someone who does not love Jesus and follow Jesus cannot point us cannot point our hearts towards him. It, 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 he can't. They can't. Um, and friends, the heart of God is so loving and so gracious. Um, and he calls us to be different from um, the world. And dating as a Christian will look a lot different than dating the way the world tells us we should date. Simply because God has called us to be different. Um, if we go to Romans 12, which is all the way back this way. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. As Christians, we're going to do things that look 
really different than the world around us. It's going to look a lot different. People are going to call you weird. They call me weird, okay? It's going to look different, and that's okay. Um, we should really seek the Lord in all things. And dating and relationships, they are no different. Seek the Lord in that. And if you kind of are brushing off what I'm saying, ask the Lord to reveal it to you because it's biblical truth. Um, take truth, take the biblical truth as a truth because it is. And ask the Lord for wisdom. So, um, look, y'all, as I said before, we really love you and we really care about you. So, um, I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to head out, hang out for a little bit. Excuse me. Father, we just love you so much. Um, thank you for my friends that came, um, to the harbor tonight and to have a whole bunch of fun and laugh and be silly. Um, but also to have our thoughts challenged, God. Um, I ask that you would allow my friends to seek you um, and what to do about relationships and seek you and your truth and your in your word and through prayer. Uh, God, I just ask that we would be loving to other people um, in the way that we handle our relationships and dating situations. God, just bless us this week um, as we go into school and into the world where dating looks a lot different um, than maybe you call it to look. Lord, we love you and praise you. In your name we pray. Amen.